Dot Maimer, the Rebbe asked an interesting question, Sir Yerushalmi. The Yerushalmi says, Ashetosim lifneem, Sima, Tosim from the word Sima, treasure, a hidden treasure. That in this parsha, Moshe Rabbeinu is revealing a hidden treasure to the Jewish people. What is the hidden treasure? Hidden treasure of Torah is the secrets of Torah, the mystical dimension of Torah. The question the Rebbe asks, it seems to be completely contrary to what the nature of the parasha is. The nature of the parasha is all about civil laws, arguments, uh, you know, interpersonal relationships, <clears throat> matters of money, is the furthest thing from mysticism. How does the Yashalmi say that this parasha is all about mysticism? It's about telling the Jews they must learn the mysteries, the mysticism of Torah. The Seder Satera, the Primi Satera. This is the Rebbe like this. Chazal say also, Shetosim Lifneihem means it teaches us how a teacher must teach a student. And Rashi brings it in Chumash, Shetosim Lifneihem, you should teach them Lifneihem. It's like in front of them. That means it has to be clear. Don't just give them information. The purpose of teaching is not to allow the student to imbibe information. That's boring. You want the information to be tasteful. It should be um, meaningful. They understand and appreciate the reasoning behind the laws. And that's what the Torah teaches us. Now, why is the Ebesha giving Moshe Rabbeinu this introduction before he tells him to teach Parshas Mishpatim to the Jewish people? He tells him, hey, let me give you a pedagogic uh, uh, course here about how to teach a class. Now, you teach students, if you want them to really be into it, you got to give them the geschmack, the joy of learning, right? The joy you give them by giving them the reasoning. Why not in other myths? Other myths we don't find that Abraham uh, should give Moshe Rabbeinu a class, uh, a course in, in pedagogy, how to teach, before he gives them the actual mitzvah. Dafki and Parshish Mishpatim, we find this. And the Rebbe says like this. And he answers both questions. The question about the Yerushalmi and the question about this Medrash. Torah has to be learned with seichel. Ashetosim lifneihem has to be lifneihem in their primius. And the Rebbe brings from the Alter Rebbe in another Maimah that the Alter Rebbe as lifneihem, it should be primius in such a way, they understand it in such a way that it even touches their hearts. It touches their feelings. They, they change as people. It changes their character. Lifneihem, their primius. That's how you teach Torah to others. So, Torah learning by nature is defined as not just reading words, but understanding the Chochmah of the Torah. And that the Chochmah of the Torah should resonate with a human being's seichel. At the same time, we don't want Torah to become a human philosophy, a human ideology, then uh, it loses its values as a divine system. So Chazal tells us that Torah is Torah's Havaya. It always remains the Torah of Hashem. But then when a Jew learns it, he makes it his, Torah Sai. By learning and internalizing it, it becomes his. Says the Rebbe, what that means is that when a Yid learns Torah and internalizes it, that he understands the way he or she understands it, it's not the Pshat that now it shifts away from being this sublime substance of wisdom, of Chachmah, from Teres Havaya, and now it evolves and, and becomes something else, Seich Lanushi. Chas V'Shalom, that's what Teres is. 
Torah is that even as it is lowered to the level of Seichel Anushi, human Seichel, that a person understands it, it retains its inner quality, that it's divine in nature. It's Torah Savaya. You don't have to shrink and dilute Torah Savaya in order to be able to become susceptible to Seichel Anushi. The Chidush of Torah is, and that's only Hashem can do this, it in fact exhibits Hashem's infinite ability to defy the difference between infinity and finiteness. It can take something of infinite nature and wedge it into a world of finiteness. That Seichel Anushi can comprehend and grasp and internalize and assimilate something which is in essence way beyond its capacity. It's like they used to say that when you ask him, it's nagged, <clears throat> can the Abishad take an elephant and put him through the eye of a needle? See, of course. So how would he do this? He said, oh, you Hashem can do anything. He can make the eye of the needle very big so the elephant can go through. Or he can shrink the elephant so he becomes so little so that he can go through the eye, fit into the eye of a needle. Chassidim used to laugh at this, of course. The Abishad can keep the eye of the needle the way it is. and can keep the size of the elephant the way it is. And yet, that elephant will go through the eye of the needle. The Ebesh is not mukbul. He's not limited by small and big, high and low. So something which, which is infinite, divine, Chochmas Hashem, Teres can be actually wedged into Seichel Anushi. And it remains Teres It doesn't lose its essence. Its essence remains what it is. And yet, it fits into Chochmas Anushi. That means that the Ebrish that once when a Yid learns Torah with his Seichel, he learns Baba Kama, Baba Metziah, Baba Basra, he learns all kinds of interesting logical arguments and lies that people lie to each other and how Bezden gets involved and manipulates the Edim. All of these things seem to be such human experiences. A Yid at the same time must be aware with reverence that this process, this intellectual process, is in essence a locus. It's a lakus being wedged into that logical process. And not only that, he has to, be, has to realize that the logical process is a chidush. It's, it's, it's an aberration. How could it be something infinite should be wedged into something which is so limited, so finite? How could an elephant go through the eye of a needle? It's an elephant. The eye of a needle is, is so small. In other words, when Ayin realizes that the only reason why it happened is because the Ebishev is koil yochel, and he's not limited by high and low, by small and big. And therefore he can take something which is infinite and allow it to be resonated in a vessel of human logic, human, human experience. When Ayin is aware, misboyning in that, then when he learns Torah, even though he learns it with his seichel and he gets involved in worldly things, worldly arguments, which people argue over money, over property, at the same time he realizes this is divine. In order to really feel that, and the shuffle of learning, getting deeply involved in svaras and logical arguments back and forth, you learn a div psugi and baba kama, and it's, it gets very gishmak and seichel, very logical to feel the, 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 the godliness in it, that this is the seichel, is only the outer appearance. But the emes, what we're involved is, is something which is godly. Elokus mamish is only if you learn seides atere, primis atere, because primis atere is megale, the primis of the neshama. 
When the Pneum Yisham is mayor in the Seichel of a Jew, then the Seichel is not a steer to feeling the transcendence of, of a locus that's permeated in that logical process. And this is what Yerushalmi means. When you learn Mishpatim, it has to be Sima. You have to also engage in Primus Atayra. Otherwise, you're learning a human thing, a human uh, philosophy, a human intellectual uh, uh, ideology. And this is why Hashem says this to Moshe Rabbeinu right in the beginning of Parashat Mishpatim. To tell him that now you're getting involved in logical halachas of loans, contracts, you have to remember the attitude is like an evet. Knowing that the, at the core, the fact that you understand it is a chidush. That's the, that's the chidush. In mitzvahs, it's the opposite. Mitzvahs is a tzivoy. It's easy to do it with Kabbalah soil. The chidush in mitzvahs is actually that you can do Kabbalah soil with a gishmak, with a tainuk. And this is what the Rebbe ultimately realizes, uh, explains that Evid Ivri is not just an Evid Knani. Evid Knani is somebody who just does because he has to. Evid Ivri is a higher level. He's taking Kabbalah soil. He's able to have Gishmak in Yonem Olamaza. But it bothers him when he has Gishmak in Olamaza. The Rebbe brings from Tzemach Tzedek, he has Tsar in Yisurim that he enjoys Olamaza. Because in his primis he wants only Olamaza, but is Sofkosov just an Evid? He's not on the Dag of a Tzadik. So he does his Aveda with Kabbalah soil, but he has a Gishmak in it. He has a Gishmak because he realizes the beauty of this Aveda. So in Limitatayr, the Chidush is that even though the Iker of Limitatayr is through Seichel, that you can learn it also with a bit of an Aveda Ivri. Even the Seichel, the, the Seichel Tiki process that you're involved in is permeated with a sense of bitl, shibut alakus. In mitzvahs, it's the opposite. Mitzvahs is in general, you're from doing mitzvahs Hashem. Nachas ruach lafarisho marti v'nasar etzayni. But to do David HaGishmak, to be a Kabbalah so'elnik with HaGishmak, that's the Chiddush, that's the Eved Ivri. So the Torah tells us both things. Torah, which Iker, the main exercise of Torah is Seichel, has to be done with a bitl from the Eved. A mitzvah, which is Iker in Yon, is Eved, Kabbalah's oil also has to be like an Evid Ivri, not like an Evid Kanani.